0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to this podcast series. As we get closer to Thanksgiving, I begin to revel in all the blessings and how beautiful life is. It took some time this week to enjoy myself up north in the Lakes region, and in order to get there, I had to drive through places where the memories were not all pleasant. I began to struggle a little as specks of pain were shooting behind my eyes, threatening those tears. I did not want to cry because this was supposed to be a time of rest and refreshment for me. And just as I stifled the tears enough, a song came on. You know the type of song. Music draws emotion. And this song pushed me to my limits. The memories were not all bad, but there was enough popping through. Reminders of assaults and broken hearts, loss just enough to make it difficult to look forward and to remember that those times are in the past. Then I arrived at my destination, and I allowed myself to be present with laughter, peace, and rest. I left, and the most beautiful sunset was in front of me, the kind that you can't capture with a camera, and that somehow you feel God placed there just for you. And I felt it the reminder that I am no longer in the same place, in the same time, living in the same pain or fear, hiding the same secrets, covering the same sin. My heart is no longer hardened. My eternity is no longer a question. Let's begin today in Genesis 19, 12 through 26. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They asked. Get them out of this place, your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else. For we are about to destroy the city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, Quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. I love how the Bible tells us that there was insistence on the part of the angels. How often do we get repeated warnings from God that we fail to listen or respond to? In verse 16, When Lot still hesitated, the angels seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. Think for a moment. Have you ever had a time in your life where you were removed from somewhere you thought you wanted to be, where you lost your job for no apparent good reason, or a relationship ended suddenly that you swore you were meant to be in? where all of a sudden life doesn't look the same, and it doesn't make any sense to you? This happened to Lot and his family, and it says clearly it was because of the mercy of God. In verse 17, Scripture says, When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, Run for your lives, and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley escape to the mountains or you will be swept away lot does a little bartering saying please not to the mountains he says there's a village nearby and asks to go there instead in verse 21 all right the angel said i will grant your request i will not destroy this little village but hurry escape to it for i can do nothing until you are there Verse 23, Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Saddam and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of the plain wiping out all of the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. So there are a couple questions we want to answer. First, why were Saddam and Gomorrah being destroyed? Well, to answer this question fully, we want to look into other passages of scripture. Ezekiel 16, 49 through 50 says, Now this was the sin of your sister Saddam. She and her daughters were arrogant, Overfed, or gluttonous, and unconcerned, they did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore I did away with them, as you have seen. Isaiah 3, nine said, The looks on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Saddam. They do not hide it. And Jeremiah 23.14 says, And among the prophets of Jerusalem I have seen something horrible. They commit adultery and live a lie. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that not one of them turns from their wickedness. They are all like Saddam to me. The people of Jerusalem are like Gomorrah. The people of Saddam and Gomorrah were not just sinning. Scripture says we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Their hearts were hardened. They were prideful and they would not repent. They lived openly lives of sin, almost parading it in front of the Lord. They would not turn away from their lives of sin. The Lord was rescuing Lot and his family from this destruction. But Lot's wife turned to look back. Then the Lord turns her into a pillar of salt. Now, of all things, why a pillar of salt? He could have opened the ground and swallowed her up. He could have struck her with a bolt of lightning. Sounds harsh, but our God is creative. So our next question needs to be, what is the significance of salt? In biblical times, salt was used for many purposes. It was considered a necessity of life and sometimes used in bartering or trading Salt was used to season as we use it now, but it was also a disinfectant and a preservative. Salt is mentioned in the Bible over 40 times and is mentioned in connection with the word covenant in several places, including 2 Chronicles 13.5, Leviticus 2.13, and Numbers 18.19. A covenant of salt represents the preservation preservative quality of salt, long lasting, not to be broken. The essence of salt does not change. This was great for preserving things like meat in the old times. They didn't have refrigerators, so salt was used to keep the meat safe for eating. Lot and his family were told not to look behind them. Do not look back. There's sin and destruction, chaos and flames, a life of devastation. Do not look back, but look forward to the new life I have for you. But Lot's wife looks back and the Lord turns her into a pillar of salt. Is it possible, do you think, that this was a symbol of the preservation of life? The preservation of goodness, a reminder of why the Lord rescued them from the destruction. In recovery, there's a term called euphoric recall. This is when we remember the fun times or the blissful moments we had when we were active in addiction. The reason this is so dangerous is because it tempts people, it draws them to want to go back to that life, it becomes difficult to remember all of the pain and struggle and loss that resulted because of our addiction or because of our sin problem. In Genesis nineteen twenty three, it says the Lord destroyed all vegetation. Also, their livelihood, their nourishment. Lot and his family did not have the option of going back because there was nothing to go back to. God does not turn us into pillars of salt. The sacrifice of his Son on that cross, the brokenness of his body, and the shedding of blood bore the sin and shame of each of us, so we no longer must carry it. And the risen Savior now sits at the right hand of his Father with his arms wide open, willing and wanting to feel us rest in his arms. But before Jesus died on that cross, one of the things he instructed in Matthew 5.13 was, you are the salt of the earth. God doesn't rain down fire on the life he called us away from or forced us out of, but he does remind us that his grace covers us. And if we desire to turn away from the life left behind, his power and love allow the preservation of goodness and life so that all we are taking with us are the reminders of what he saved us from. We are called to be the salt of the earth, called to preserve what is good, to preserve his goodness, and to make it so, so tasty, so that others are curious and eager to partake. So let's keep piling it on. We can never have too much salt. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for destroying my past and allowing me to carry with me the reminders that you are always so, so good. Your blessings are abundant. Let me be salt to this earth and to carry your essence everywhere I go. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I'm so glad you joined me today. Next week, we talk about gratitude for discouraging discoveries. God bless.